This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at HM.com. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Selling a little or a lot? Do your thing however you cha-ching with Shopify, the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash offer 23. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds, owner of Mint Mobile, with a message for everyone paying big wireless way too much. Please, for the love of everything good in this world, stop. With Mint, you can get premium wireless for just $15 a month. Of course, if you enjoy overpaying, no judgments, but that's weird. Okay, one judgment. Anyway, give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. New activation and upfront payment for three-month plan required. Taxes and fees extra. Additional restrictions apply. See mintmobile.com for full terms. Tis the season to shine with H&M. Discover the holiday collection and find fashionable pieces for your wardrobe or for under the tree. Get inspired and dazzle with this year's glam. From tuxedo styles, bow detailed pieces, impressive prints, and more. From unforgettable looks to unforgettable gifts. With fashion finds to home decor, find it all at H&M. Treat your loved ones and yourself this season. Shop in-store or at H&M.com. is that you guys are on the same team. You're the only members of your own, of that team. Yeah. It's you two against the world. Mm-hmm. You have in your hands the ability to be happy together and to have everything that you want, but you have to begin with small steps, each of you working on your own issues and what you bring to the table. Have you ever thought, how did I manage to lose myself? Being a mom is so hard, especially when we're feeling stressed and disconnected. We exhaust ourselves trying to create this perfect life for our family. You deserve to enjoy your marriage and your kids without the stress perfectionism brings. 
I am going to teach you how to identify who you are outside of all of the roles you play. Hi, I'm Veronica Cisneros. I'm a wife, mother of three, and a licensed marriage and family therapist. I am on a mission to teach women just like you how to become empowered and unapologetic. Welcome to our girl gang. Hey ladies, welcome to Empowered and Unapologetic. I'm your host, Veronica Cisneros. For more than 13 years, our guests have been helping their students develop a mature and idealistic vision of marriage as the primary vehicle to create wholeness, meaning, purpose, and happiness in their lives, and on working to perfect the character issues that lie at the core of a successful spouse, giving empathy, focus, staying power, and a strong desire to help build the other. Their work combines practical and mystical Jewish wisdom with modern theory and techniques, and with experience accrued through years of real-world implementation and practice. So please help me by welcoming Peter and Todd. So thank you both so much for joining me. I have to say I'm super excited about this topic. Well, thank you for having us. Thank you so much for having us. Really appreciate it. Absolutely. Okay, so I have to ask, how did you guys, and I already know, but they don't know. I have to ask, <laughs> how did you guys become marriage experts? So maybe I'll jump in here for a second. Uh, so Peter and I have worked together um, in, a, in an institute in Jerusalem that I co-founded. Um, about 16 years ago. And we have kind of best and brightest young people who are coming. They are typically coming in order to get a a very immersive experience for one to two years in kind of Mm -hmm. classic Jewish philosophy, Jewish law, Jewish ethics, things like that. Our typical student has graduated an Ivy League school, is in their somewhere in their 20s or even 30s, um, very accomplished in their lives, typically. And then one thing we tend to find is that over time, as we get to know them, as we're counseling them and all kinds of issues about life and career and everything else, almost to a person, we find that, that our students are woefully unprepared for something called marriage. Oh, amen. At, at the same time that they say that it's the most important thing that they look forward to in their lives, which is kind of, a, and we discover that it's a very typical thing. Even the most educated, prepared people for all aspects of their lives, when it comes to their marriage, they don't know the first thing about it. They may have never seen a good one. They certainly have had no formal training. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the idea that like they can prepare was never something that they thought about. And we sort of got involved, therefore, in coming at it from two angles. We took ancient mystical Jewish sources, which deal with marriage at a very, very incredibly deep, philosophical, beautiful level. And, and then Peter, who is also Dr. Lynn, who is, uh, who is a, a trained um, academic and, uh, and, uh, and practitioner in psychology, positive psychology, psychology specifically, came at it from the angle of let's also throw in everything that kind of modern research has to show about what makes a good marriage. And we found that by blending those two things, kind of ancient mystical wisdom with, you know, cutting edge psychological knowledge and research helped our students start preparing for marriage in a way that when we picked our head up again, 15 years later, we realized that the divorce rate amongst our students was about one tenth. That's one tenth of the national average in the United States. 
Christians. So we said, wow, we better start, we better start packaging some of this, some of this wisdom and putting it out there for a more general audience. And by the way, you don't have to be religious, you don't have to be Jewish, you don't have to be, you just have to be interested in a good relationship. And we believe that there are secrets and practices you can put into place to make that happen. Absolutely. So being a marriage and family therapist myself, I run into the same thing. Um, one question I often ask, and I'd, I'd like to get more of your information, but I just kind of, when I was reading your book, I was listening, I, w- I was reading it and I was like, oh my gosh, this is so spot on. Here's why. The first thing I ask my couples when they meet with me is, if your mom, and, and I'm looking at the wife, if your mom and his dad, if your guys' parents were married, what would the marriage look like? And then if your dad, looking at the wife, and his mom were married. What would the marriage look like? And like? Oh my God, it would be a mess, a complete mess. They'd get a divorce. There's no way my mom would put up with your dad's stuff. And there's no way, well, I guess my dad might put up with your mom, but then he'd get tired of it and he'd undercover cheat on her. And it's mm-hmm. like, okay, so now that we've established that, what makes you think that your relationship is going to work? Like what makes you think that you've been trained to go and make this happen? And it's not your fault. It's generation upon generation of unhealthy marriages that nobody's really sat down and talked to you about because they didn't know. They just kind of flew by the seat of their pants and just said, let's go. Yeah. Right. You know, is that what you guys are finding? We, we, we find that like, you know, like Todd was saying is that, you know, when it comes to our professional lives, you go to high school, college, mm-hmm. you, you get a master's degree, you go to some boot camp. And then that's just getting the job. Now, once you get the job, you are doing training seminars. You're trying to move up the ladder. You're learning new skills. And when it comes to the most important area of our life, when it comes to marriage, it's just, well, let's see what happens. Yeah. And, 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 then, and then the bigger problem happens is that, unfortunately, we have this paradigm that, well, if the marriage is meant to be, if this is the one, there will be no issues. Yeah. So now, the <laughs> and now they hear an issue, and they say, "Well, I guess not the right person, not the one, not the one." And, and 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 one of the things that we always speak about, and we talk about a lot in the book, and it's really a paradigm which allows a person to have a healthy shot at a great marriage, is the fact that great marriages are built; they don't just happen. Yeah. And if people aren't willing to put in quality and quantity of time in order to make their marriage amazing. I don't care how great the two of you are as individuals. This thing doesn't have a chance. Not at all. Not at all. I agree a thousand percent. And and here's why. I don't know if you guys know, but my husband and I, we were one month away from divorce. Like one month, court papers were filed. Um, we had our court date. Our court date was one month away. And we reconciled. We went to therapy, which did help. However, our therapist wasn't at the level where she was focused on helping us identify who we were outside of the marriage and helping us become independent. We were so codependent. It was ridiculous. And he and I did our own work where we were independent, both independent, so that way we can be interdependent. And that's really what saved our marriage is me figuring out who I was and who I wasn't. And then being able to accept him for who he was and who he wasn't. And so you, you mentioned here, without the paradigm in place, 
it's almost impossible to have a great marriage. With these paradigms in place, it's almost impossible to fail. Who wants to take that? Because that was, I, I was like, holy moly, I can't wait to interview <laughs> these two. <laughs> Let me, I, I'm going to, I'll step into the, into the, into the waters here. Um, we think that there are really three paradigms without which it's very, very, very difficult to, to make a marriage work because people just work with the wrong ideas as you, as both you and Peter have, have, have talked about. The first thing is, is that if you ask me, if I, if I want to be a lawyer, a doctor, an actor, and you ask me, what does a successful lawyer, doctor, actor look like? What's a successful career look like? How do you, you know, what are the, what are the ways to get there? What's the training? I could tell you uh, spot on exactly what is an, a successful person, whatever that chosen profession is. If you ask me, what does a great marriage look like? At best, I'm going to have some sort of a fantasy vision of, oh, he's, you know, I'm the queen and he's the king. And, you know, and like, oh, everything's so, so easy and everything's so romantic, which we, we all, anybody who's been married more than 10 minutes knows that that's not really, that's not, I mean, that may be part of a good marriage, by the way, <laughs> but that's not the essence of marriage. So mm-hmm. the first, the first paradigm we try to define is what is, how do you define a marriage? Yes. And obviously, if you look up a legal definition, it's not very helpful. <laughs> not at all. So, so what we what we have portrayed a marriage is as is a this is my complete commitment to giving my other that other person my spouse the life that they want and 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 are entitled to and should have, and that means my commitment to being there for that person through thick and thin, my 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 willingness to give them the space to become the greatest person they become and the promise that they will be the center of my concern and the center of my energy and the center yes. of my input. That it's not about what can I get out of it? It's much more about what can I put into it to give you the life that you deserve. And if, and by the way, when the spouse feels the same way about me, you have two people investing in each other's happiness, well-being, intimacy, security, and that's a very, very powerful virtuous cycle that gets put into place at that point. So that's kind of paradigm number one. So can I, I, I'm I'm having a little bit of reservations and I want to make sure I get clarity because if I'm having it, I know my listeners are having it. So one thing I stress on is you can't compromise yourself. And someone someone can hear that and say, oh, I need to go ahead and be everything my husband needs to be. And they lose themselves because that's, that's the idea. We see what we see on social media and it's like, that's the perfect marriage. And then we see what our parents did. My mom gave everything to my dad and I fell in that and resented my husband. We've been now married going on 21 years, but in the beginning I resented my husband because it's like, I'm giving you everything and I'm not getting anything. Right. Even though he gave it to me the way he knew how. And so when I hear that, it's like, okay, ladies, you have to compromise yourself. You have to be everything he needs to you to be, which is not what you're saying. Can you please clarify? Yeah, and and I and I want to be clear. This is not about becoming a martyr or yes. becoming or becoming a doormat. It's it yes. is about becoming instead of self-centered, you be, you can become other-centered, and then, and in that process, you can become the biggest, best version of yourself. There's a there's a concept in Jewish thinking which is that the more responsibility I take, the more things I put on my shoulders, the bigger I become the bigger my stature becomes. The most tiny people are people who are only about and in it for themselves. 
And when I can, when I can develop myself, by the way, if I'm going to really be a great spouse and I'm going to be able to put my wife at the center of my concern and the center of my love and, and, and commit to giving her my very best self, well, that requires me to do a lot of work on myself to make my character better. Bingo, right there. I have to do a lot of work on myself and figure out who I am so that I'm not dependent on my husband to go ahead and build confidence, build, you know, this level of worthiness. I have it. It's here. He's, he's here. And I'm here because I want to be with him, not because I'm dependent on him. I love that. Love that. Let me jump. Second paradigm we basically say is, and and I think um, Peter really hit on this is that great marriages don't, you know, we talk about people, you ask a person, what 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 are you hoping to happen? I hope to fall in love. Amen. Now, falling in love. Now, it sounds very nice, and we all know That's that those great. initial. Yeah, it's beautiful. I mean, especially beautiful. that first, that first, those first few. Yeah, the, the first few weeks are amazing. But it's but when I talk about falling in love, it's all passive. It's not about what I'm doing and putting into it. No. And you know, and the classic movie is boy meets girl, boy loses girl. They struggle this that. They overcome the odds. In the end, they oh, once again they fall into each other's arms. The curtain comes down. Yeah, but we but but anybody who's been married knows that that the marriage begins when the curtain comes up the next day. Yeah, and it's no longer the explosion of being with that person the first time, and it's no longer the you now see wow you know he's not exactly as charming as I thought he was, and she's not exactly as cute and this as I thought she was, and so most people at that point say oh life has tricked me again once again the wrong person I got to start over again and go look again. Marriage begins when I say to myself and my spouse agrees with me, we got into this. We got, we were given a free gift of, of, so to speak, falling in love, finding each other, having that explosion. But now we've got to, now we have to build something together and we have to make that happen. And we've put energy into it and focus and time and, and concern about the other. So great marriages are built. They don't just happen. That's paradigm number two. And the third paradigm is that, and this is something that, it's an, it's, an, it's an incredible, I think, an incredible aha, incredible insight. If you ask the average person, what causes you to love your spouse? Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. I think a lot of people kind of, have, whether they'll say it or not, they'll say, well, my spouse gives enough to me, cooks for me, you know, is intimate with me, takes care of my needs. Then I'll love that. I'll love that person. Yeah. But then you look at real life and you say, well, one second, why does a person love their plant or their cat or their dog or the mm-hmm. house they built? Or why does my kid love the Legos that they built? And the answer is because they put themselves into that. They invested of themselves into that thing outside themselves. Why do parents love children more than children love their parents generally? Because yeah. parents give. And you know what? The big aha is you love where you give, not where you get. And yeah. therefore, and therefore, if somebody feels, I don't love my spouse, our first piece of advice to that person is start giving to them. Start investing in them, start spending time with them, start spending some money on them, start spending some energy on them, and you will come to care about and love that person because you'll see yourself and you'll invest yourself in that person, and that will begin to open up a whole channel of feeling for that person, just like the plant, the cat, the dog, the, but here, obviously, in the most critical part of your life. Okay, I've said too much. I want to hand it over no, no, no. back to you, to Peter. So, so whoever wants to take this, your last one, give more. Okay, so right away. This is what I'm hearing because I work with women. Right away, I hear, girl, you don't even know. I give him everything. Clean his house. I cook for him. 
the man puts dirty laundry right next to the hamper. Doesn't even put it in the hamper. He puts it right next to the hamper. So when you say give, I am giving. He gives me nothing. Okay. And I have my own opinion about that. And my own opinion is, okay, so this is something you've created. You've created this dance. You've created this beautiful dance. Who picks up the stuff right next to the hamper? Well, I do because I can't, I can't stand to look at it one more day. Well, then what are you teaching your husband? You're going to pick it up. You're going to pick it up. The same thing with dirty dishes. Veronica, you don't understand. If I leave those dishes in there, they will stay in there for months. Try it. Try it. You don't want to do the dishes. Don't do the dishes. If he said he was going to do them, let him do it. It's not on your time, though. It's going to be on his time. Had one of my clients practice this. And I swear to you, she was going to kill me because it had gone two weeks and they were, she's like, Veronica, it's two weeks. And my husband bought paper plates. He bought paper (laughs) plates. So he knows, he knows these dishes need to be done. He's aware. And I was like, do you want to do the dishes? No, Veronica. No, I don't want to do the dishes. Then don't do them. Did he say he was going to do them? Yes. We meet up the following week. She's like, oh my God, Veronica. Okay, so I'm excited to tell you. She goes, but I got too busy. I was going to text you, but I got too busy because me and my husband spent time doing other things. She's like, he did the dishes. He cleaned the house. He did all of these things. And I was like, what did you do different? She's like, I didn't do my old dance. So you mentioned GIF. I hear you. I I, I can understand that. However, what, what us beautiful women do is we tend to go ahead and pile way too much on our plate and we take it to that next level. Well, he said, give. So now I'm going to give him my all, which means compromise myself. Can you please clarify that when you say give? So I'll tell you like this is that when we speak about giving and before I get into my answer, I kind of want to respond to you is that we're speaking about giving in a healthy relationship. Thank you. And Unfortunately, what happens a lot of times is there are a lot of unhealthy patterns in relationships that can go on for years. Yes. And without people like yourselves to be able to help couples that are stuck in these unhealthy patterns, well, then everything I'm about to say isn't going to make sense. At all. And, and it's really important. You know, that, that's why we always speak about the idea that, like we were saying before, great marriages are built, meaning we can't do this whole thing called let's build this amazing relationship by ourselves. We don't do anything by ourselves. I didn't train myself to be a psychologist by myself. No, so why would I train myself to build an amazing marriage by myself? Let me listen to podcasts and seminars and let's go for therapy in a proactive way. Not just when things are going wrong, but how to make things go better when, you know, how to make things go more right. And, you know, one of the places that we spend so much of our time is in the world of marriage education, which is let's just learn about this is what a healthy marriage looks like. And this is what a healthy marriage doesn't look like. Yeah. So yeah. what you are dealing with probably nonstop is so many unhealthy patterns that have been set up in the marriage. So many, so many things that have been going on for years mm-hmm. that are just a part of the DNA of how this relationship functions. And when you have that happening, if, if there's no intervention to say, whoa, Let's kind of recalibrate here. Let's educate ourselves as far as what a healthy marriage does, you know, it looks like that it's very difficult. You know, we, we feel 
that uh, people have said to us, like, why do you need another marriage book? There's like 10 trillion marriage books out there. And what we felt our marriage book does differently, and we are huge fans of all the other great marriage books out there. I'll be the first to give those books to couples I work with, to students. But we felt what our marriage book does is basically deal with two fundamental questions, which is number one, let's define what a marriage is. It's not just a regular friendship. It's not just me getting a job. And number two, let's define how it functions in a healthy way. Yeah. And really what we see ourselves doing is we are deeply involved in the world of marriage education. Let us give you the fundamentals of marriage because most people don't have that. Yes. So, so, you know, what happens a lot of times is that couples go on for years and years and years and they never learn the ABCs. This is what a marriage is supposed to be like. This is what's considered healthy. This is what's considered abusive. And it's a, it's a major, major problem. Yes. So, you know, we always say that, you know, what we find is like the common denominator between okay couples and great couples is great couples are always immersed in the world of marriage education. They're always reading that book. They're always going to that seminar. They're always listening to that podcast. They are deep into the world of, let me find out more of what I can do to build this healthy, amazing thing that I want in my life, which is called a wonderful marriage. It's an investment. It's an investment. Um, one thing that I hear, and I'd, I'd like to get your guys' input on this, is, you know what? No, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take it a different route. The other night, I had my friends over. And um, just so happened to be working on a course for marriage. Um, and they were telling me, okay, but what if this happens? And what if this happens? You know, then what do you do? You know, Willie, my husband, he cooks, he cleans. He does all of those things, not because I want him to do all of those things, because he enjoys doing them. You know, we're early, early stages of our marriage. I cooked, I cleaned. However, our roles have somewhat changed. You know, um, he retired from the Marine Corps. Um, his work is less demanding, where my work is so much more demanding between my group practice and Empowered and Unapologetic. And so we've had conversations, we've had talks, we've had arguments about these things and how we were going to go ahead and make this work because we have three girls. And it's like, okay, well, just give me the answer. That's what I'm hearing. Just give me the answer. How did you get there? Well, how I got there was letting go of what I thought a marriage needed to look like, because what I found out was that was a complete lie. It was a complete lie because I was heading towards perfection, which didn't exist. And I had to grieve that loss. I, I really did. I had to grieve it because I believed that wholeheartedly, wholeheartedly that I was going to find my Prince Charming. And I think that's where we get all mixed up, right? And... I'm, I'm not sure if you guys run into this, but it's like, Veronica, just give me the answer. And Dr. Lynn, you just said it right now with, you have to establish a healthy marriage first, because what I'm about to say is not going to make sense if you don't have that established. Because it's like, okay, well, I get it. It's a healthy marriage. Awesome. But like, okay, so how do I fix this? And it's like, no, 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 you're not listening. You're really not listening. The healthy marriage begins with you. It begins with you identifying who you are. And I keep going back to that. So how do you, I know how I challenge that resistance. How do you challenge that resistance where, where people, your clients might be so stuck in that 
well, just tell me what to do. Do I need to wake up so much, you know, earlier? Okay. So I, I left the dishes for two weeks. Now what, what's the next step? Because that's what, that's what I'm noticing that people are wanting is I just want the answer. Yeah. I mean, one of the things that all all of the classic sources that, for example, I teach students on a, a, literally on a daily basis, I I have nightly, I have nightly classes that I give 15, 20 minutes on just on marriage using very, very old classic sources, which people find to be incredibly liberating. And one of the amazing things about all those sources is that they basically say, if you want to understand how to have a good marriage, don't think that what we're going to do is give you 25,000 scenarios and tell you the right way to respond in each scenario. Oh, thank you so much for saying that. Yes, thank you. It's it's impossible. We don't have to become computers of memorization of every single possible. If she does this, I say that. No, what you have to know is that one of the things that lies at the core of a marriage is working on your own character. Yeah. And and now in any given marriage, it it listen, you know, we 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 have a chapter. The way our book is set up, we have the yeah. first half of the book is nothing other than kind of the theory, big picture, deep vision, what's love, what's marriage, what's male, what's female, how do these things come together? The second half of the book is literally practical implementations of how to get there, kind of like the PDF, the, the manual, if you will holding your hand of four different pillars of of how to give in the context of your marriage in a healthy way and bring about change and happiness in your marriage. One of the one of the chapters there that we think is actually probably the most important chapter, maybe the most important part of the book altogether. It's called It All Depends on Me. Mm-hmm. Now, again, that doesn't mean everything's got to be done in the marriage I got to do and you know yeah. whatever dishes have to be done. No, it doesn't mean that at all. It does mean that if I, instead of waiting for my spouse to change, begin looking at myself and saying, what do I bring to this marriage? What do I bring to this relationship that's a function of my own character, that's a function of some of my core issues that I never dealt with? Because we all, we all know that most of us have one or two core difficult issues in our, that, we, that we bring to the table. So it might be selfishness. It might be anger. It might be whatever, whatever, whatever the issue might be, but let's say it's an anger problem. So anger problems are very corrosive. They tend to come out in all of our relationships. We tend to control them pretty well in the workplace, by the way, because there the consequences are immediate. If I'm an angry, screaming person at work, unless I'm the boss who owns a company, I will get fired. I'll get reprimanded. I'll get demoted. I'll get whatever it is. Sure. But in marriage, wow, I feel like I can, I can let the, I can let my guard down. I can just be who I am. I can let it all hang out. I can be as angry as I want at home because I, you know, I'm the tyrant at the home. But when a person says, you know, if I want, by the way, both people have to want something to happen. At least one of them really, I mean, they'll never want the same amount, but someone's got to want to bring change. But if a person, instead of waiting for the spouse to change, says, one second, I want to figure out something that I'm bringing that's negative in my marriage. You know, by the way, it could be that I do the dishes and I, and I do X, Y, and Z, but mm-hmm. it could be that I nag. It could be that I'm angry. could be that I'm a bit selfish. could be that I'm not kind. If I can start working on my core issue yes. and, I re- and I really start working on it, almost like forget about my spouse right now. Yep. I'm going wor- to work on my anger problem. And I'm going to, as, as Peter said, I'm going to get books on it. I'm going to podcast. I'm going to go to therapy. I'm going to. Mm-hmm. My spouse is going to say, what's going on here? I just came in. I see a whole bunch of books on your bedside. And wow. And you go, I'm working on my anger problem. 
nine times out of 10, first of all, they may be a little bit, a little bit suspicious and a little bit, you know, a really, you know, what do you want? What do you want mm-hmm, from me from this? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But if someone, if someone begins to see, if your spouse begins to see that you are truly working on yourself in a way that has a spillover effect in a positive way in the marriage, nine times out of 10, if your spouse is not a totally dysfunctional person, they're going to say, wow, that's, that is so inspiring. I wonder what, I wonder what I bring to the table. It's yes. a little bit, that's a little bit. And then, and it go, now I happen to agree with you, by the way, that a lot of the times the the selfishness and the insensitivity lies on the male side. I happen to agree with you that it's okay. happening. It's happening. It's it's. I have to we, comment on that. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. But I just want to say, but but many women don't realize what they bring to the table in response to that, which can instead of fixing the husband, can push him further away. Thank you. And there Please and there. And there, so that's, that's just the, you know, the beginning of, you know, of a discussion. I love that you said that because this is another question I often get. If I work on, if I work on myself, will I still want to be in this marriage? And it's like, I want you to ask, they'll ask me that. And it's like, uh-uh, uh-uh. I'm going to challenge you. Answer that question. Listen to what you just told me. If I work on myself, will I still want to be in this marriage? For one, you're blaming him for being however dysfunctional you are, which is unfair to him. And then the second thing is you're using that as an excuse not to work on yourself. Like, girl, no. How long? Let's talk about your career choices. Are you happy with where you're at in your career? Well, no. Let's talk about your life. You know, are you happy with where you're at in your life outside of your marriage? Well, I don't even know who I am. Ah, there's a pattern. There is a pattern and you're using all of those things to go ahead and refrain from pursuing it. So start working on yourself. And I I agree with you hundred percent. The minute I started working on myself, me personally, the minute I started working on myself, it was something crazy that happened in me and my husband's relationship. Mind you, we were on the verge of divorce. So there was, it wasn't happening. We're a month away. It just wasn't going to work. And when I started to work on my marriage or on myself, let me make sure I say that again. When I started to work on myself, the change in my husband was substantial, substantial, because there was this level of being intrigued and there was this level of confidence that I had. I knew what I was worth, not because he told me, not because he thought I was sexy, not because he thought I was beautiful, because I knew, I knew. I was beautiful. I knew I was sexy. And my husband started to go ahead and do his own work little by little. So my answer to a woman when she tells me that is, you're going to learn so much about yourself and you're going to see your husband in a completely different light because now you're going to accept him for who he is and who he's not. Right? Do you guys find that with your work? I mean, what we speak about a lot is is in the world of like character traits mm-hmm. you know just you know you're speaking about you know more of who am i as far as what am i outside of the marriage which is awesome to speak about what we speak about in the book specifically is that what we find is that the issues i do with in my life what's going to end up happening is i'm gonna you know like let's say tied to this anger issue if i have an anger issue everywhere in my life yeah. You bet that anger is going to come way mm-hmm. more alive in my marriage. And, and what we just find is that when it comes to, let's say, character traits, 
the more people take responsibility for their character traits yeah. that are negative and they say, I'm going to own it, I'm going to work on it, I'm going to change it, then all of a sudden, not only do you see ramifications in your professional life and other places because you're no longer the guy yelling at everyone at work, you're no mm-hmm. longer frustrated in traffic, you're no longer yelling at everyone in your community, but where it really comes alive is all of a sudden you are a different husband to be around you're a different spouse to be around yes and what we find is the impact you know so many times what happens is when you know you deal with couples is the first thing they're going to do is point the finger at you know this is what's wrong with the other person absolutely and the whole premise is that if the other person was if they were different then the marriage would be different yeah and what we try and do instantly is say whoa forget the marriage here Mm-hmm. forget the other person let's work with you as an individual yeah and what we find is when we get individuals to take responsibility for their character traits specifically that when you now you have two individuals by themselves working on their character traits and taking really one of those main character traits and owning it yep. the impact in the marriage is just absolutely awesome absolutely well i think in so many ways you you learn to like yourself and you learn to love yourself because that character trait is no longer interfering with your ability to connect. You know, you're able to go ahead and connect on a deeper emotional level because you don't have that barrier, that wall, because you weren't taught, you weren't taught how. And I I find that a lot too, is I wasn't taught how to love. And so I was taught how to be angry and, you know, educating them on, well, anger is a secondary emotion. What's really underneath that? What I find is it's pain. And so they move, they try to go ahead and block out the world because they don't know how to deal with rejection. They don't know how to deal with that level of pain. So they'll switch it to anger. I love, I love that you just said that. I agree a hundred percent. Hey ladies, I've been anxiously awaiting to release this new workbook that I have created just for you. It's called five mistakes to avoid for a healthy marriage tips from a therapist. It's 100% free, and you are going to learn so much from this workbook as it's loaded with information. I will give you practical advice and easy-to-use strategies to apply right away. You all know I'm a huge advocate for you mamas, and I am on a mission to help you experience true connection in your marriage and stress-free living. We are setting our marriages up for success in the year 2021, but it starts with you first. You will find this freebie here on your show notes or empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash episode 46. This is a workbook we will do together weekly starting next Monday on January 11th. I will break down each question and give you my honest answers and tips. I am so looking forward to being a part of your journey and doing this together. You will also have a Facebook community which will give you complete support. I will be on there live every single week answering your questions. Ladies, there's no holding back nor excuses. It's something you know you've been dying to try and you're ready to do. So let's go. Let's do it together. 100%. Your book is absolutely amazing. We're going to do more than this. I'm just going to say, we're totally going to do more than this. I'm going to have you on for another reason. We'll, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But so if you can give, if you could, if there was a couple right here, right now, and you were hearing these words, the woman saying, you know what, no matter what I do, 
he's never happy and he's emotionally cut off because I hear that a lot too. He's emotionally cut off and the husband is looking at her and saying, I don't know what to do anymore. I have no idea what to do anymore. I'm done. You know, she keeps on complaining. She tells me to do this. I do it. She tells me I don't do it right. You know, she tells me to go ahead and take over our finances. I do it. I skip a bill, not on purpose. And then she gets mad. So she's going to do it anyway. And she's going to tell me how wrong I am. What is one piece of advice, Todd and Dr. Lynn? One, just one tip you would give them. I don't know. I don't know, Todd, if you're holding in laughter or you're really. No, 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 no. I'm thinking about your question. Because these are like real life. It's happening. You know, the first thing I'm going to ask them is, are they willing to change to make this relationship work? If the answer is no, I'm out. I'm done. I have Mm -hmm. no energy. Now, there's still, that doesn't mean it's necessarily over. Yeah. Because it may be that one side, will say, I'm going to fight for this, irrespective of what you do. I'm going to build myself. I'm going to make, I'm going to make myself the best version of the person I am. I'm going to work on myself. And let's see what happens with you. Of course. Um, if there will, you know, but if, they, but if, if, if both sides are, or both sides are basically, if they both intensely hate each other by that point, um, there are marriages that should get divorced. There are, there are marriages that should end in divorce. Yes. Um, it happens to be that, that our belief is that about 10% of marriages are made in heaven. About 10% are so dysfunctional that they, they absolutely the wrong people marry each other, <laughs> which means that about 80% of marriages are neither made in heaven nor dysfunctional. Yeah. And therefore, it's a function of what you put into it. We would basically tell people, you know, we would actually tell them, read this book because what you've lost track of is that you guys are on the same team. You're the only members of your own of that team. Yeah. It's you two against the world. Mm-hmm. You have in your hands the ability to be happy together and to have everything that you want, but you have to begin with small steps, each of you working on your own issues and what you bring to the table. And we would tell them, cut it, make a date night. We're going to start a date night every Tuesday night, and we're not going to talk about any logistics. We're not going to talk about any complaints. We're going to talk about, we're going to get a, we're going to get this book. We're going to read a chapter together. Right. And we're going to start saying, we're going to start doing exercises over the next week, which have only one benefit. I'll be happier and you'll be happier. We're going to make ourselves, we're going to, we're going to invest in each other's happiness, which is investing ultimately in our own happiness. Mm -hmm. And, and I think it's just, it's like, it's just people have to stop and say, I can change this. And if I do it, I can actually have the life that I want. Yes. And that is, and that can be a very big motivation for someone to just pick up that book, to do that exercise to, you know, by the way, we also have a little exercise we like to do with people who've been married for a while. Whenever some, whenever someone is complaining about their spouse, Mm -hmm. we say to them, let me ask you a question. Was he like that when you married him? He's like this. He's so selfish. He's so mean. He's so this. I love that you're asking this question. You know, and what you know, and 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 the answer is, and the answer is, well, and we say to them because if he was, why did you marry him? Amen. Or or you married him because despite that you were married him despite the fact that he's. So they'll say no, no, no. He was so different. Do we have the last time? So, is it possible that your behavior helped create that monster he's become or she's become? By the way, 
Just a question. And that's and that's a that's a that's kind of a, a disarming <laughs> question. The other question we'll ask them is, okay, take a look at yourself right now. Mm-hmm. How do you look? How do you look? How are you dressed? How do you think? How do you feel? And ask yourself, how were you when you were dating? How careful were you about how you looked, how you smelled, how groomed you were, how you, you know, we'll ask a man, did you, when you met her, did you like plop down on the couch, throw your socks on the floor, put your feet up, grab a beer, watch TV, ignore her when she was talking to you, grab your phone and you started texting? You know, that's the that's the male version of that. Just there's there's the there's the woman's version of that also, and 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 you say to yourself, look at yourself right now, and look at yourself back then. Mm-hmm. What? How did you allow yourself to change so much? Yes, because otherwise you you know you gave like a false image of who you were, and this person bought into it, and you've you've abandoned it now. You've just given up the fight, and look what you've become. Absolutely. So so these are these. So, so we just find that these are two ways of like jolting people into reality and help and, and making them realize that they have been contributors to the downfall, the collapse, the unhappiness of their marriage. Now, they, they still have to take responsibility mm-hmm. to say, let's do something about it. Mm-hmm. And as long as there's a little bit of reserve left, a little bit of love left, a little bit of memory left, a little bit of commitment left, we, we've, seen, we've seen marriages that were on their backs come back to life. When people, when even when even one of them kickstarts it and the other one begins to respond, we've seen that happen. Awesome, awesome. All right, Dr. Lynn, what would you tell this couple? One piece of advice. I think that um, I don't know if I have advice for them, but I, my 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 question would be. Thank you. Similar to Todd, which is, are you willing to put the time and effort in order to make this yeah. actually great? And. As you said, most people want the quick. Okay, tell me what to do. Tell yeah. me this. Tell me that. And we live in the world of quick fixes. Yes. We live in the world of, you know, when something gets old, we chuck it out. And if a couple's not willing to say, yes, I'm willing to put the time, effort, and energy, you know, I can't tell you how many times, you know, I've given a couple, okay, I want you to, you know, to to join this online seminar and it takes them like six months to like join this forever. Mm-hmm. Shows what? It's not that important. So don't come to me crying in my office that your marriage is falling apart and you, this is the most important thing to you. And I give you one piece of advice of a, a, of a starting place and it takes you six months. Bingo. Okay. Bingo. So that's a sign that what? Not that important. So if a couple can't answer that, then then you, you, it's, it's not going to happen. If a couple says, listen, we're willing to do what it takes in order to make this great. Right now, it stinks. Yeah. Right now, I can't see this marriage going forward. I don't care how low it is. But you know what? We're willing to do what it takes. Okay? Of course, I probably share with them the data that probably all the experiences that they're having in their first marriage will probably have those in their second marriage as well. Exactly. It follows but, you. It follows but, you. But... But I'll put that out there probably as a nice sound bite, you know, yeah. or, but if they're not willing to say, yes, I'm willing to go for it. So then I'm not going to be able to provide anything with my magic, you know, Harry Potter wand to, to change things instantly. So if that's not there, you can't even start the process. No book, no seminar, no nothing is going to get this couple what they need. At all. And I'm so glad you guys... That was a little bit, it wasn't a trick question on you. It was more of a trick question on the audience because that's what they're looking for. And I bet you anything, 
Sally and Martha and whoever else is listening was like, oh, he's going to give it to me. He's going to give it to me with their pen and paper. And it's like, no, homegirl, we're going to ask you a question because it's true. It's true. If you're not willing to do the work, it's not going to happen. And you really have to answer these questions. Like there's the, the answer lies within the question a hundred percent, but it's, it takes, it's taking a hard look at yourself because we could blame your partner all day. You're a part of it. This is a partnership. This is not a partnership. Right. There you go. <laughs> this is not you a know, partnership. You know, you know what, what's funny is, is anything else in life that we identify that's important. Yeah. We, we will work forever on it. Absolutely. You know, so, somebody says, I want to go climb Mount Everest. You know, I heard the view is amazing up there. Nobody just buys a ticket and goes to Everest and starts climbing. You mm-hmm. train, you learn, you got to make money. You got to hire the Sherpas to help get you up the thing. You got to, you know, you have to work, you have to train, you have to get ready. A person wants a career. I mean, there's no, none of your listeners think that they're going to have a career by just sort of wishing it were true and hoping everybody around them is, is helpful and cooperative. You know, you know that if you want a career, train, work for it. You get get reviewed. You got to control yourself. You got to keep yeah. working. You got to keep learning. You got to keep Absolutely. moving forward. It's only with marriage that we say the other person is not giving it to me. Bingo. Well, by the way, it may be true that you're, that the other person is not doing their job. It might be you might have a stinky husband who is who is selfish and needs to be retrained. But by the way, you might have a stinky boss also. Yeah. But you don't say I'm abandoning my career because I have a stinky boss. You say I'm going to work. I'm going to work around. I'm going to work smart. I'm going to I'm going to make my way through because it's important to me and it's valuable to me, and therefore I'm going to do what it takes to help make this happen. And, and and in marriage, it's just it's just a very it's just a huge divide between everything else in life, the way we treat it, and the way we expect marriage to be. As we said before, falling into place easy, not involving work, not involving planning, not involving education. Yeah. You guys, this was amazing. Amazing. (laughs) How can we find you? How can my listeners find you? The easiest place to find us is uh, at our website, which is www.notapartnershipnotapartnership.com. The book is called Not a Partnership, and it is found on Amazon. Uh, you can look us up there and buy the book. You can find us via the website. Uh, Peter runs uh, a lot of a lot of stuff on our social media. Instagram, there you go. Instagram, yeah, we're called Not a Partnership. That's a great place to get us on Facebook. We also have a page, Not a Partnership. Um, so we're ready yeah. for you. We're All there. Right. We're there waiting for you. They're waiting for you. Thank you both so so much. I I'm gonna wonderful work. I'm gonna I'm gonna when we when we hop off, I'm gonna talk to you more because we're gonna do another one of this. Thank you again, guys. Okay, Veronica, thank you very much. Empowered and unapologetic is part of the Practice of the Practice Podcast Network, a family of podcasts that change the world. To hear other podcasts like the Bomb Mom Podcast beta male revolution or imperfect thriving go to practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network what's up ladies just want to let you guys know that your ratings and reviews for this podcast are greatly appreciated if you love this podcast please go to itunes right now and rate and review thank you guys many women lose their own identity in the shadow of being a mom and a wife We are a community of women who support each other. We leave perfectionism behind to become empowered and unapologetic.
I know you're ready for the next steps. If you want to become empowered and unapologetic, get my free course, Unapologetically Me, over at empoweredandunapologetic.com forward slash course. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. This is given with the understanding that neither the host, practice of the practice, or the guest are providing legal, mental health, or other professional information. If you need a professional, you should find one. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there. I know. I know we've been taught that motherhood requires alcohol. I know we've been taught not to question our relationship with alcohol until we've lost everything. And I know we've been taught that if we do dare to examine our relationship with alcohol, we need to head straight to AA and declare ourselves an alcoholic who is powerless to alcohol forever. But what if all that isn't true? That's definitely not my story. I'm Suzanne, the host of the Sober Mom Life podcast. I'm an influencer who stopped drinking in January 2020, and since then, I've been telling the truth about motherhood, influencing, alcohol, and sobriety. If you suspect deep down that glass or three of wine at night might just be making motherhood harder, well, you're right. Come and join me as I chat with other sober and sober curious moms. Let's laugh, cry, and normalize sobriety together, all while we reheat our coffee for the fourth time today. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addicted Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addicted Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. Addiction impacts all of us. Addiction's consequences run through all of us. From ourselves to our loved ones and through our communities, addiction creates so much loss and grief. My name is Dwayne Osterlin, and I'm the host of the Addicted Mind podcast, a show featuring personal stories, expert guests, and vital information about addiction and addiction recovery. 
We'll talk with leading treatment providers to discuss the latest research and treatment options for this devastating disease and advocate for mental health awareness. We discuss topics like the importance of creating a community of support to helping loved ones to some of the latest research on psychedelic medicines. The Addictive Mind podcast has been about creating hope, listening to stories of many amazing people that have overcome addiction and are thriving. If you or a loved one is struggling with addiction, subscribe to the Addictive Mind podcast wherever you get your podcasts or check out theaddictedmind.com. New episodes every Monday. See you there. It's easy to blame ourselves for our struggles with alcohol. We see people around us being able to control their drinking without any consequences, yet no matter what we try, we can't seem to figure it out for ourselves. My name is Jillian Teets, and I am the host of the Sober Powered Podcast, where I use my biochemistry background to explain the latest research in addiction and help you understand both why you drink the way you do and how to develop the skills and mindset you need to find freedom from alcohol. I discuss topics like why we think about our drinking 24-7, why we have no off switch, and why we crave alcohol. If you're struggling with your drinking or you know someone who is, then I hope that you will check out the Sober Powered Podcast. New episodes every Friday. See you there.